Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, an ordained pastor and educator with years of experience with children, youth, young adults, parents, family ministries, and I am also your host. If you have questions or ideas, you can find the Facebook group for listeners and follow us on Insta by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. And check out ParentsTakeFive.com for more church and family resources or to find out how to request a virtual meeting, speaking engagement, and workshop. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. I'm so glad to be back. Um, We are talking once more, our last episode um, for this particular series, although Reverend Jen, I'm pretty sure you're going to be back with us. Um, Yeah, we are definitely going to have you back. Um, If you haven't heard the other episodes, I invite you to please go back and and listen to those. Reverend Jen is a survivor um, of domestic abuse and is now an advocate. She is a, has an MDiv and an LMSW. Um, she has a website, hoperisethrive.com, and is really working towards, um, you know, helping people get through abuse and get to the other side of that, of resiliency and recovering. Um, and so thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me back. Well, as you heard on the last episode, if you did, um, you get, got a little sneak peek of what was coming this time. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about post-separation abuse. Tell us really what that is. I mean, I have my own thoughts, but sure. I'm not an expert. Um, post-separation abuse is abuse that continues after you have left the relationship. Uh, so it may um, happen in another form. Um, so maybe you're not in the home to be yelled and screamed at or hit or manipulated, but um, they're stalking you or they're trying to co- control you through um, filings in the court system. Maybe they are trying to use the kids against you. Um, maybe they're trying to turn the kids against you, which can happen with older children, particularly. Um, so it's abuse that continues possibly in other forms after you have left the relationship. And, and I mean, I don't, how do you even respond to post-separation abuse? I mean, it, once you have the courage to get out and to mm-hmm. seek help, this is a whole nother thing. It is. It is. And I so, think you mentioned you also had some of that as well. I had a lot of this. Um, the kids and I were in hiding for a while. He found us. Uh, He tried to buy the house across the street from us when he was not allowed to be within 500 feet, and that violated that boundary. Um, He was stalking us, leaving weird things in the yard, um, phone calls, text messages when he wasn't allowed to be in contact. I mean, so many things Um, besides taking me back to court to try to do things like, you know, increase parenting time when he was under um, 
orders to only see the kids under supervised visitation. Um, at the, um, a couple of years ago, you know, he took me back to try to lower the amount of child support he paid. So it's just ongoing. And mm. this is very common in abusive relationships. Mm. Even still. Even still. Um, for, I mean, it lasted the whole entire time. Um, he actually um, passed away last year. So that was the first time that I have uh, had any kind of cease in the abuse um, since I met him. Um, and that has changed uh, the amount of safety that I feel. Safety living in my home, safety for the children, and even safety to talk about what I used to live with. Mm, I bet so. Yeah. I bet so. But tell me about what that post-separation abuse uh, looked like or felt like if you, if you could even speak to feelings, um, for your kids. I think because the children were old enough to articulate what they had lived with in the home, even after we escaped the abuse, um, they were very conscious of the damage that it had done and the depression and anxiety that the older kids were experiencing. They did not want to maintain a relationship with him um, but he would try to manipulate and coerce. Uh, and I think that was hard on them. Um, I think it's important that we give our kids autonomy so that we give them agency in being able to choose how they want to negotiate relationships post-separation. But we also need to give them a trauma-informed, domestic violence-aware therapist so that they can have another person to process some of these feelings and thoughts with. Mm. That is a very good point. Um, <laughs> that's a really good point um, that I had really not thought about um, to be able to have that autonomy and be able to make those decisions alongside someone else right. who is informed. Um, right. I think that's, that's really well, well, well done. Um, so as a pastor, Mm -hmm. um, and somebody who just loves our kiddos. Um, I take my baptismal vows if you're Presbyterian very seriously. Um, what, what do we need to be able to, you know, what do parents need to be able to tell, you know, their pastors or teachers or, you know, how, how much do they share with their kids coaches or, or whatnot, the adults in their lives that, um, about what's going on and how, how do you do that? I think it is important for the other adults in our children's lives to know what's going on. I think, um, it's often thought against victims and survivors of abuse that they're just out there trying to badmouth their mm -hmm. spouse. I don't think that's true. I think they're genuinely trying to protect their children from the abuse that they experienced themselves. I don't see people just going out, uh, survivors, trying to denigrate the other person. I think we're honestly trying to protect our kids and do a good job with that. So when we tell other people, we're not doing that out of spite. We're doing that out of, please be aware of the situation that might happen um, for my children. Please be aware that, you know, if my kid acts out, it might be because of what's going on. Um, the things that they're processing in therapy or the things that they're unsure about um, since we left the abusive situation. So I think it is helpful for the other people to know. And then 
we always have to be aware that not everybody understands domestic violence. They may not understand what we lived with. They may um, try to um, encourage a relationship between a child and an abusive parent, and that's not helpful either. So we do have to be aware of where these other people in our children's lives kind of stand. And if they are kind of uneducated or unaware of abuse, if they don't think the abuse was a big deal, we might need to take a step back and say, hey, I need to protect my kid here as as a parent who's been through abuse. I think I need to put a little boundary in place and protect my kid from unhealthy uh, conversation. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Uh, really sharing your story and making this a mission and a ministry for you. Um, uh, as a person of faith, I'm just really grateful for that. We need more people who will be able to speak out. Um, and so what would you say to faith leaders? If you could say anything to faith leaders right now? I would say, believe the victim and validate their experience. Likely what you're hearing is only the tip of the iceberg. It's probably so much worse than they're actually admitting to because victims tend to minimize and deny the abuse as well. We try to justify it thinking that we can make things better. So please believe the victim. Ask the victim if there's a way you can help. Ask if they're safe. Ask if you can provide resources. And those resources should be things like, um, the phone number of the local family violence shelter, or maybe something from your benevolence fund to help pay the electric bill or um, get them some food this month when they're struggling. Leaving the abuse is hard. Um, trying to create a new life after abuse is hard. For some victims uh, like me, I was made to drop out of college. I had no work experience. So starting over in your mid forties with a bunch of kids is a thing. It's just a lot of work. So maybe you need to just offer support. Maybe you just need to tell that survivor of abuse, I'm in your corner. I'm there when you need me. Mm. All right. I think that that's, that's a doable, what's a doable thing. I think we can do that. Yeah. So and some will need more support than others. Um, and some will need, you know, a bigger support system than others, but being aware of that is just so important. Yeah. And hopefully we have agencies and resources that can help us along the way too, right? Like we're learning as much as everybody else is. And I think being aware that, you know, us as, that we as faith leaders don't have all the answers either. We don't know. Um, but being able to walk with somebody on a journey um, and learn ourselves how to get somebody help is important. It is important. I think um, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind mentioning my Facebook and Instagram pages. That'd also be great. Rise Thrive, because if you're out of the abuse and it's safe for you to follow these, it's kind of that almost daily little blip of education and awareness about domestic violence, which is just as important for faith leaders as it is for survivors. So even if that's not, if you're not going through um, abuse or getting through abuse, that is a way that we could go and be educated. And absolutely. And, okay, just great. A little, like I said, almost daily, short little blip in your life about domestic violence awareness. Well, we will be sure that we post that um, with your bio and your picture when we, um, when we do that. So uh, 
I thank you again for all your time and energy and your life's work um, around this. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Listeners, we are in your corner. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.